Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the April 2013 CTSS Monthly Quiz. We have 10 terrific cases for your review, and let's take a look at them. Let's get started. This is a very interesting case. When you look at the sagittal views I've provided, what you see is a focal dissection of the patient's SMA. Now, you can get SMA dissection uh, usually, more commonly, patient is an aortic dissection which tracks into celiac or SMA, but this is an isolated SMA dissection, and the question is what could do that? Well, there are a number of things can do it. Prior uh, instrumentation can do it. Hypertension potentially can do it. We have seen dissections in patients with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, but there's no other changes here to suggest Ehlers-Danlos and Takayashi's is more dilatation than dissection. There is an entity that's being spoken about a lot, SAM, segmental arterial mediolysis. It's become a very popular diagnosis, and we are seeing many cases. One of the important things that's been shown with SAM is the best way of managing these patients is conservative. Things like putting patients on anticoagulation or potentially putting stents in or operating probably is not the way you want to go. It's something you need to be aware of. There are a few different articles about this and something that indeed can be very important. This is a great case. The patient had uh, GI bleeding. When you look at the right lower quadrant, there's an enhancing structure there. So at first glance, you can say, well, maybe it's a tumor, and I guess that's a possibility. It doesn't look like ileal diverticulitis, and really it's not a long segment, so it's not Crohn's disease. Um, could it be an adenocarcinoma? The patient's 20, I guess, if you had a funny syndrome like Poots-Jagers, perhaps. But what you're looking at here, when you look at the, the images together, you'll notice that this structure is basically sitting there separately. If you look at the image on your right. It's coming off the bowel, but just kind of sits there around fat. So there's fat all around it. And this was actually a Meckel's diverticulum. This patient had a positive Meckel's scan and had surgery. So Meckel's diverticulum are pretty uncommon, but we are seeing more of them. It's a cause of GI bleeding. Think of it in patients who are indeed younger. So it's more common in younger patients than we've seen in older patients as well. This is a great case. When you look at it quickly, you say, what is going on in the liver? The liver looks necrotic. It's air. Was it embolized? Well, in fact, the answer is yes. This patient had a taste procedure embolization. And every once in a while, you see this. The tumor became so necrotic so quickly, it infarcted a large portion of the liver. One could say, hey, this is a great treatment because you've cured the patient, you've destroyed the tumor, the patient's become very febrile, hypotensive, patients can actually die, but this is extensive infarction of the tumor. Uh, you can see some of the high-density material from the lipiodol from the patient's embolization. Now, this patient had a gunshot wound to the region around the knee. If you look at the axial imaging, there's large sac of enhancement. That looks like a vascular malformation. It could be a large pseudoaneurysm. I guess that's a potential possibility. If I just showed you all the images beyond the image on the right, you realize that you're dealing with more than just a pseudoaneurysm, but you're seeing a communication arterial and venous. This is a large AV fistula. And AV fistulas, there are a number of causes. One of the most common is indeed traumatic. This wasn't an acute bleed. I guess you can think of a pseudoaneurysm, but it isn't. And angiosarcomas are soft tissue or muscle masses. This was not an angiosarcoma, but it's something interesting to think about. 
Now, this is a great case. So this is a 70-year-old, and I asked for the best diagnosis. When you look at the coronal and sagittal, you see marked thickening of the sigmoid colon. Now, this could be a colon cancer. This could be diverticulitis. Potentially, this could be ischemia. But what's most important is you see that the dome of the bladder is also thickened, and the two processes are in communication with each other. Now, yes, we could argue that this could be colon cancer infiltrating the bladder. We could argue this could be bladder cancer infiltrating the colon, or even diverticulitis involving the sigmoid colon extending into bladder. And all three of these are indeed something you should consider. That's why the best answer, in fact, is D. This patient has a colovesical fistula. The most common cause is diverticulitis in a 70-year-old. Second most common is colon cancer. So again, the correct answer is D, but A, B, and C could have all been possibilities in terms of the process. And so I asked you the best diagnosis, and that indeed was the best diagnosis. Now what about this case? 40-year-old, there's a large mass in the head of the pancreas. It's somewhat vascular, but there's no dilated common duct and there's no dilated pancreatic duct. Now, I will admit if I showed you the venous face imaging, you would have seen the lesion wash out. You probably would have also seen more of a Swiss cheese type configuration. Now, could this be a Hamudi tumor? Hamudi tumors um, are younger patients and they're more typically homogeneous and not very vascular. An MCN, a mucidocystic neoplasm, is more common in a 50 or 60 year old, more common in distal body or tail, but it's purely cystic. A patient's neuroendocrine tumor is hypervascular. The entire part is hypervascular. Uh, this is not. Uh, we can have cystic uh, neuroendocrine tumors, but this appearance here is very classic for a serous cyst adenoma. Very, very nice case. Now this is a great case. This patient had back pain got a CT scan, and if you look carefully, you see at approximately the T12, L1, T11, T12 level, but particularly T12, L1, there's a destructive process present. There's what looks like an osteomyelitis in the disc space there uh, with, a, with a extensive inflammation present. But what you notice, this patient has a large saccular aneurysm of the aorta. And when you put two and two together, the bony changes with destruction, soft tissue mass, and the large outpouching of the aorta, that's classic for a mycotic aneurysm. Ehlers-Danlos can give you aneurysms or dissections. You can get an atherosclerotic aneurysm. You can get vasculitis, which sometimes can look like this. But with the bony changes, we're talking mycotic aneurysms, prior infection, IV drug abuse, a septic embolism are all possibilities as causes. What a great case. Now this case is kind of simple, but I want to show it to you. You look at the patient's right adrenal gland, it's very vascular, and then washes out. The truth is, if I gave you a number on the first one, it enhanced to almost 200 Hounsfield units. Well, yes, metastatic renal cell carcinoma can metastasize the adrenal gland if you were missing a kidney, but that's not even one of the choices. Adenomas do not get this bright. Carcinomas typically are larger than 3CM and do not get this bright. Myelipomas have fat and calcification, that's punctate. They do not get this bright. This is a classic diagnosis of a pheochromocytoma. Just a spectacularly small pheo in the two centimeter range, but just a very, very nice example. Now in this case, I asked you, 60-year-old male with no clinical symptoms, the best diagnosis. This patient actually presented a number of years ago, had a 
stage one basically melanoma had a PET scan for some reason and the spleen was hot and the CT part was interpreted as lymphoma or carcinoma I looked at his images as you can see here he has nodes in the portal cable space but the spleen has multiple small lesions and yes it could be lymphoma and yes it could be TB or sarcoid, a fungal disease. Now, with fungal disease, patient would need to be immunosuppressed, and then these would be abscesses. That wasn't the case. Lymphoma, usually the spleen is large, but it's a possibility. Well, when I looked at him and looked at his nodes, I thought possibly could this be sarcoidosis. He had nodes in his hilum, which were biopsied, and it ended up being sarcoidosis. So remember, sarcoid can give you multiple small splenic lesions, patients age from 30 to 60. I read a case this morning which was for evaluation of the spleen and a positive at sarcoid as well. It looked identical to this case but I don't know the answer for that one but this one I know for sure it's sarcoidosis. This is a great case and 75 year old and what are you seeing? Well if you look at the image on your right you're seeing what looks like a mass or nodes near the pancreas and then when you look in the hilum of the liver you see what looks like a mass but is that mass pushing on the gallbladder or arising from the gallbladder? Gallbladder cancer is a very tricky diagnosis. When you see patients in the 70s or 80s, you better be thinking about gallbladder cancer. And in fact, this is a case of gallbladder cancer where the tumor infiltrates the gallbladder wall and then tumor grows out into the hilum of the liver, can often obstruct ducts, and gives you large nodes in the peripancreatic and portal cable space. Just a very nice example. Gallbladder cancer is commonly overlooked. It's rare in patients under age 60, but it's something you should consider. Well, those are 10 terrific cases. I hope you got them all right. And with that, we'll see you next month.